And three, two, one, roll the photo. Welcome back everybody. I'm your host, Simon Severino. What if you could hang out with sprinters every day and ask them about their problems, their workflows, and their solutions? Today, we explore with the CEO of Voices.com the current digital audio revolution, how to get paid as a creative, why you should consider a platform-first strategy, and how to expand your platform. Welcome everybody, David Sicarelli. All right, great to be here. Thanks so much. And uh, always love being able to share our story and hopefully uh, build into the lives of uh, people who are uh, watching the video and tuning in today and of course, listening to the podcast. How did your name go from Ciccarelli to Sicarelli? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, obviously uh, going back, I think to great grandfather was born in, uh, in Italy near Florence. And, uh, you know, to the best of my recollection through the family tree and, uh, then, uh, you know, immigrated into, uh, through New York and, uh, eventually up to near Toronto in Canada, where, uh, where I am today, just outside in a, in a city called London, Ontario, Canada. And, uh, here's, uh, where I'm, uh, you know, married, uh, have four kids and, uh, started an incredible business, which I, uh, you know, about 15 years ago, which I, uh, enjoy uh, running and building and creating uh, even to today. Beautiful. My grandfather Cosimo also went from South Italy to Montreal, Quebec, but he came back. Okay. <laughs> so maybe for good reason. Uh, maybe for good reason. But both for um, good reason. Both reasons yeah. to, to go to Canada. Both, re both good reasons to come back. Yeah. And uh, what? And he brought he brought beautiful things with him. What are you currently creating? Well, you know, what, one of the things we're, we're building is really this, uh, this online marketplace, um, which uh, you, you appropriately introduced as Voices.com. It's a freelance marketplace to find creative talent. Think of voice talent, uh, such as voice actors, translators, audio producers, and musicians. And um, this has, uh, you know, been a long journey. My, my background is actually in audio engineering. And I opened up a small recording studio of my own that, uh, and that's how I met my, my wife, actually, Stephanie, she came in to record her singing repertoire. And because we started working together, um, we ended up, uh, writing a newspaper article and that actually attracted other freelancers to, um, say, Hey, how do I be on, be on this website that you have? But similarly, uh, how can, you know, there were clients, some small ad agencies and video production companies that were looking to hire a freelance voice talent. And so I, uh, I pitched Stephanie, um, this is not how to uh, pitch your future wife to be, but I, at the time asked her, do you think you could read this page of copy? I'll be the engineer and you be the voice talent. And, uh, we ended up working together and that's really prompted us to say, wow, there's a bigger opportunity why don't we get out of the production business and build this two-sided marketplace where as they say on one side you have the freelancers a creative talent and the uh, who are looking for work and the other side you have the the buyer that corporate client or that you know a per creative a person at an advertising agency who's looking for a very specific skill to get completed they've got a project that need, they need to get done and so we bring these two parties together 
um, and you know, uh, and and help them get that work uh, get that work done. Often, it's an important message to be told, a story to tell, a commercial to be uh, to be launched, um, and that's been uh, the business for uh, for all of this time. Before we sprint into the the revolution that voice is, because I am so bullish about voice, that's why I run a podcast. I, I want to be part of this revolution. But before we get there, let's let's see if we have everybody on board. So what's from your perspective, what is the potential of voice and which technological um, changes are relevant here? And why should small business owner think about voice in context of their business? So, you know, voice is, I think, you know, special, it's unique, uh, especially if the small business owner has the um, capacity and desire to be their spokesperson, right? Not everyone likes writing and communicating through the written format. Other people want to be spoken to uh, or, or um, you know, speak and share their story and their background and how they can add value. But also there's a whole number of us who learn best by listening. So this is, let's call it an underserved market up to this point of all these people in the world who are really auditory listeners and, and learners. That's how they best consume information. The, the, you know, the web up to this point has viewed audio as predominantly music and maybe podcasts. And I think if there was ever a, a marketing channel for a small business owner or a growing, um, uh, you know, entre an entrepreneur with a growing business, um, it is that of podcasting, which in 2007, you know, the uh, Oxford Dictionary named it the word of the year. And there was this huge emergence of um, almost like uh, we would call them like cottage industry or like aspiring, uh, very niche podcasts. And then the big media companies came into play and it was really seen as like a distribution. But I think there's this resurgence of podcasts as being uh, easy to make relatively speaking, you know, not as technically complex as a video. Um, they can also, you know, you can share a lot more information through a longer period. They can just as well be episodic where it's, you know, there's interviews and it's also um, a way for people to build, you can build trust with your listeners over a period of time. And that's, there's very few other channels that allow you to kind of hear the heart behind the host like yourself or behind those guests um, that is so genuine because it it's it's not a stage actor, it's not somebody ghostwriting, it has to be authentically that person. And that's why I think audio really just cuts through the various marketing opportunities as being uh, unique for that, uh, for those reasons. I am so bullish for many reasons. One is I love books, uh, as, you, as you can see, but, I have two kids, I run a global business. My time is limited to sit down and read a book. So I can start, I can do, I can hear things while I do things. While I cook, I always listen to podcasts. And while I was running in the morning, I was listening to a video. I wanted to watch a video about Bitcoin right now that is very well done and I, I want the expertise, but I don't have one hour time to watch a video. So I went running and I was listening to it and it was perfect. And did this intimacy, if we can be that intimate for one hour with somebody, maybe a couple times per week, 
that is the intensity level of a marriage. <laughs> if I have four hours uninterrupted time to talk to my wife, that's a good week. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if she would say, yes, for one hour he was listening to me, that would be an exceptional week. Yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, I, I, lo I love that you uh, also described how you're, uh, you can be multimodal or multitasking, if you will. And, um, you know, video is just so all consuming. It just it, it utilizes all of your senses. And it's very difficult to to watch a video as well as do something else. You might be able to listen to a video. And that's where I think podcasts and audiobooks in particularly really do shine. Um, like you, whether it's uh, chores around the house, often on long commutes. Uh, so I've been driving kind of to and from Toronto quite a bit recently. It's a, it's about an hour and a half to two hour drive, depending on traffic. That's a, that's a long time. Um, and, you know, there and back, I can basically finish an audiobook. Uh, and so I just find that, you know, as business owners, we're always learning and we're always looking for ways to kind of hack our time a little bit to get more out of the, the limited time that we all have. And we want to learn along the way. And I heard Brian Tracy in a recording years ago describe the car and audiobooks in the car as a university on wheels. Oh, yeah. And I love that. It kind of stuck, uh, uh, you know, stuck, uh, you know, stood in my mind. Whether it's a car or a bicycle, it's kind of this university on wheels. So right now, it, it's a form of information uh, gathering, information sharing. What can it be soon? Well, it can be also in, in relationship building. It can be, I don't just send an email to clients. I, I send also a video. I send also audio. It can be keeping in contact because, hey, this is my podcast on this topic. I, I see even potentials much more for decision-making. What about at specific times in the day we ask a voice, hey, how will the weather be doing? Like in the morning, I'm in the bathroom, I'm, I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, tell me what's happening today and what, what should I be knowing? Or in the evening, I, I, I put down the keys, come, come home, put down the keys and say now, Tell me the seven things that um, are relevant for me for the next hour. Yeah, I would I would categorize the uh, the, the form factors as being you can uh, educate, which is what we talked about, podcasts and audiobooks. You can inform, you know, use voice to inform. What's the weather? What's the stock quote? What's my, what's up next on my calendar? And that's where voice assistance, whether it's Amazon Alexa or Siri or uh, the Google Home Assistant. These are uh, really to provide you with information um, that help you throughout the day in, in an assistant uh, type manner. And then the last one would be to, uh, to entertain. And entertain could be, again, um, lots of podcasts are, you know, they're, they're episodic. There's a long, you know, or it's, a, it's an audio book that's really meant for, uh, you know, kind of a more of a nonfiction uh, or I should say, sorry, fiction um, type um, type book um, that story. I mean, these are sometimes known as audio dramas where there's multiple characters. It's not just a narrator bringing it out. Sometimes there can be multiple characters. I've, I've enjoyed those as, as well too. So as you're evaluating your business opportunities, consider how can audio uh, educate, inform, and entertain my audiences? And then maybe you can kind of line up the opportunities that way. Your next CEO tip is that we can get paid as a creative. 
So if we create audio content, how can we get paid? Well, um, you know, participating as a uh, as a freelancer or a sole proprietor on you know some big platforms out there, of course, Upwork, Fiverr, Freelancer, Guru, and I, I would consider Voices uh, Voices dot com as being one of those destinations that um, that you might want to consider uh, because one of the hardest things that we've heard uh, you know uh, heard from the talent uh, on the on the marketplace is how do I get my next you know how do I get my next gig. And it's tremendously difficult to compete in Google search results, building your own website with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of articles uh, and uh, building all those links over time and kind of building up the authority that Google deems you credible that they would want to feature you in the search results. So one workaround, uh, dare I say, would be to participate in those platforms that have already obtained and benefit from all of this organic traffic from Google from social media and almost like leveraging their marketing engine. And that's why I think the freelance marketplaces have been so successful and as a destination for other creatives um, to, to actually uh, to, to, to find work online and, and pursue a career of, uh, um, you know, as a, as a professional freelancer in, in your given field. Um, outside of the big marketplaces, I mean, even, you know, just still speaking around the audio revolution, I've been spending more time in, in Clubhouse, which is, I would coin a social audio network. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's, it's not a, a, a social network in the sense that you're clicking and watching or, you know, reading. You're, it's entirely an auditory experience. So if for those who haven't uh, tried out uh, Clubhouse and... Facebook and Twitter have something similar, but Clubhouse is, I find they, you know, they were first to market and are really pioneers. Um, try to give that a go. Ask those if you, if you still need an invite, um, you know, you should, should be asking around to, to colleagues or leveraging your network. <clears throat> but within there, there's an opportunity. There's a lot of aspiring clubs is kind of what they call them, these groups. People who are trying to get a club going, but they're looking for a host. Well, who are people who are already hosts and they're, they're paid gigs. We've heard of, you know, a couple hundred dollars an hour. I think the highest was like a thousand or two thousand dollars for like a 90 minute session. They're basically people who are radio hosts or podcast hosts that can engage a, a, a community of, of and, and serve as a moderator and bring up panelists and have people, you know, as they say, engaging in conversation. And that's valuable to the business that's hiring the moderator. But it's also value to the moderator who's now doing freelance work, again, leveraging a big platform. And that's something I've, I've learned is you want to be able to leverage other people's networks, these big platforms that have tons of traffic, a big audience. That's the fastest path to growth in, in my experience. I, I have got news today that Spotify has some new features where creators can get paid directly via their own payment channels so uh, people like um, uh, the strategy blog who was never there because uh, he couldn't monetize now can monetize so it's it's also and even their own payment channel so they they do not lose any percentage and then yeah. there is the whole nft situation coming up where if it's if it's fungible, then it's it's worth nothing. But now that you can tokenize it and make it non-fungible, it's unique and the worth increases. So this is an interesting space to watch. You also said we should go 
platform first. Can you unpack that? Well, so this would be as a as a business owner that um, you know if you're creating you know whatever it is your own business, um, if you offer a service or a product, I would challenge you to think how do you uh, bring the buyer and seller together rather than being the uh, delivery mechanism. Uh, directly. And this is kind of something I actually ended up reading quite a bit about um, this notion around, uh, and it comes from a book, book actually called Platform Revolution, where they describe the traditional business model as being a pipeline, a value chain where, um, you know, a widget for lack of a better term kind of goes through, you know, initially comes in as an order and it goes through maybe a series of steps along the way. And the comp, you know, could be manufacturing, and then uh, you know distribution, and then ultimately wholesale and resale at the at the output. Along that path, though, there's an incredible amount of uh, friction. There's desire for people to kind of withhold information because it's proprietary. Everybody want to get want wants to take their cut along the way, um, and it's it's a pretty slow process. So that would be like this um, pipeline and the modern business. Um, you know, architecture, if you will, would be more like a platform that has these characteristics. You know, you want to bring together all the participants, often a buyer and a seller or a, uh, you know, a consumer and a producer. You know, even on, on YouTube, there are people producing content and then there's people consuming content. So all the biggest tech companies really are platforms. Uh, they also, as there's an exchange of information, it could be just content, but it could also be information about a job or information about a room I can stay in or about, um, you know, a, a vehicle I could rent or borrow, if you will. And then there's an exchange uh, of goods and services. So the information is often, often about those goods and services, but then there's the rendering of the service itself. And then lastly, the exchange of currency or payment. It's not always necessarily kind of hard dollars. I think you were alluding to this as well. But it also could be the exchange of social currency. A lot of thumbs up or likes or subscribes would also be considered the exchange of some form of currency that in that case, social currency. So reinventing your business model as a platform first is really what's differentiating, dare I say, the winners and losers in the technology ecosystem nowadays. Um, and that's uh, something I've been reading. We speak about uh, uh, reading books and listening to yeah. books. This has been something I've been going uh, deep on myself uh, over the last uh, couple of years. So the platform revolution. Uh, what else in books have you find inspiring? Um, you know, a, a ton around strategy, um, to be honest. I mean, the you know, the writers of Platform Revolution host a Future of Work Summit at MIT in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts uh, every year. And uh, on a, a trip there, I actually uh, listened to a, a strategy book called simply good strategy and bad strategy. Mm. It's like good strategy, comma, bad strategy. I found this really helpful. Basically, initially kind of walks through why is strategy so difficult? What is bad strategy? You know, a vision isn't a strategy. You know, your values aren't strategy. Um, doing the same things the same way everybody else, that's just copying that's just adopting a best practice but that's not strategy operational efficiency is not strategy 
strategy or the choices that you make that differentiate you within an industry to deliver superior financial returns, right? So the key there is that they're the choices that you make. And I learned this, which is if you remember nothing else from uh, those watching is strategy is choice. And it's the proverbial fork in the road. You can either go this way or that way, but you cannot do both simultaneously. And that would be another example of bad strategy is trying to do both things at the same time that are ultimately in conflict with one another. Good strategy forces the choice. And I, and I think being having a high degree of conviction on the choices you're making, that provides such clarity, not only for you as an entrepreneur and a business owner and a business leader, but the rest of your leadership team or executive team, and then the management team beyond that and all the individual contributors in your organization, when they understand those two or three critical choices that you've made, that's what guides the, all of the decisions that they need to make as well too. So remember that strategy is choice. Strategy is choice. And um, you say platform forward and platform first. Do you have some examples of people you are working with that you have seen um, moving more towards becoming a network, a platform, an ecosystem? Well, you'd, you'd mentioned um, you'd mentioned Spotify. And I'll start there. So the two are Spotify and Shopify. And sometimes people in passing just get those uh, two companies mixed up. But Spotify, you know, is really aspiring to become not just a place that a consumer goes to listen, but a place where creators can go to upload content. They did that with the acquisition uh, initially of a company called Anchor, which is a podcast um, facilitator. And then now they've got a whole podcasting suite as we all know really well. And that's really encouraging to hear that there's, you know, providing a means of, of uh, you know, as I described, one of those key criteria or defining criteria of a platform is not only bringing the people together and the content, but also facilitating monetary transactions in the, in the currency exchange. So uh, Spotify, I think is doing that really well. And they're really becoming like the, the audio of Netflix, you know, or the Netflix of audio, I should, I, I could better say. Um, so I think they're owning that space and they've beaten almost like Apple to its own game in a lot of ways. Um, the other one would be Shopify, who began again as an e-commerce um, type company who has built an entire ecosystem of developers and third-party tools and plugins for to enable all manner of things that you would need to run your entire business. It's not just, oh, I want to sell some goods, but everything from delivery, um, in some cases, just drop shipping. So there's like an inventory management um, application to a whole host of marketing tools as well, too. And um, their founder and CEO, Toby, had described, you know, almost this desire to have their ecosystem be actually generating more revenue than Shopify itself. And that was the milestone that they were uh, aiming to uh, to reach. And I heard about all of that in, in a great, um, actually it was in a great uh, podcast uh, with uh, Reed Hoffman um, called Masters of Scales, another one of my uh, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to. So if you want to hear about the Shopify story, that's a that's a good one to uh, to pick up. Beautiful. And uh, I heard from Spotify that they want to 
increase the so-called creator middle class. Basically, we have only top tier people who are creating and can live of that creation. And then 99.9% cannot live from their work. And so there is the, the middle class missing in that, in that society. And they want to enable 1 million creators to live off their work, which would be huge. If they can do mm -hmm. that, that would be a, a really a major, a major shift. I'm completely aligned with that. I mean, we see that on, on Voices as a freelance marketplace. They're absolutely those, let's call them the stars, the people who are completely crushing it. Um, I know because I see you know, how, how well they're doing in terms of earnings. It's easily over six figures for that you know, group. <clears throat> On the other end of the spectrum, I would refer to them as the aspirationals um, where they, they pre-commit, they sign up, there's good intentions. Maybe someone says, oh, you've got a great voice, you should try this, but they may lack the equipment. They may lack a, a soundproof room or a great microphone um, or even just the technical abilities of how to work all of that. So, um, you know, th they may just need some more training to be done. But you're right. This is uh, that middle um, of the tail. This is kind of Chris Anderson had a, a book describing the long tail effect. This top end of the market is, you know, is, is really owned by the absolute, you know, top fraction of a 1% or 1%. You have the long tail that kind of goes out of, um, you know, aspirationals and you have this kind of big chunky middle and those we refer to as the striving and strivers really have all the equipment. They have the gift of a great voice and they have just yet to land that first or second or third, you know, gig on the platform. And in probably similar at, at Spotify, there are people who are creating content, but they're now providing a means where they can monetize and actually generate an income. So I think that's uh, very admirable in terms of uh, a strategic direction. And I'm so curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com tools. When everybody is zigging, this person is zigging, but from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? I'm going to, I'm going to go back with, uh, with Shopify on this one. It's, it's, uh, Toby Ludkin. Uh, he's the founder and CEO. Um, Toby is, he's really been determined to create a Canadian based tech company. Um, they were the first, you know, quote unquote, unicorn billion dollar valuation in a long time. Um, and they, uh, you know, being a founder as well and, and going right through from startup days, all the growth and, you know, taking, uh, their company public in a dual listing on the Canadian stock exchange, as well as, uh, the New York stock exchange, I think is a huge feat. Um, and they, and, you know, just the desire to, to build value through, their developer and partner ecosystem. Um, so I wanted to, uh, you know, you know, mention that, you know, despite seeing the behemoth of Amazon still staying hyper-focused on creating a, a Canadian success story, but also just a, a technology success story uh, in and of itself. So uh, my shout outs to, to Toby. Which creators right now listening should go to voice.com and check if it's for them? Uh, which which size or which type? 
So if you're if you're one who has skills and capabilities and you're looking to generate an income or even just promote those skills, um, then I would refer to you as a talent. And you can sign up as a talent on voices.com um, for free. Uh, and we would uh, send job opportunities to you. You'd really need to start with building your profile, upload some samples of your work, whether it's audio production, music composition, or translation even, uh, as well as voiceover. And then the other creators are those people, maybe it's a, you know, again, a small business owner, a marketer who needs work to get done some type of audio work that needs to get done. It could be a commercial and it, or it could be even your phone system recording. Anytime you hear the human voice, um, you know, maybe it's a voiceover for a video. So you need some work to get done. Also encourage you to check out voices.com and, and you can post a job and talent will reply with their quote as well as a sample of their work. And you can uh, go ahead and make a hiring decision that way. So really, you know, it is a marketplace for all creatives. Beautiful. And, uh, and then you say we need also to expand our platform. How, so we have now a platform. How can we expand it? So uh, what we've done to expand the voices marketplace was really evolving from just specifically around voiceover, right? Most people think of radio and TV commercials, maybe a phone system or an audiobook. That's what we've been doing for the better part of 15 years is just voice. But over the time, we've recognized that there are some pre-production services. Somebody needs to write the script. Sometimes that script needs to be translated. And then after the voice is recorded, there often can be some editing that's required, or maybe somebody wants to mix in music. And so we've uh, expanded to enable these additional capabilities where you can not only just find a voice talent, but also an audio producer, a musician, or a translator um, at present. And of course, we have ideas of other types of creative professionals that we would want to uh, welcome onto the platform. So that's, I would call that um, additional vertical markets. You can also expand geographically. You can expand by even offering uh, multiple currencies. These are all ways where a business can go beyond what they're doing today to encourage more commercial activity, if you will, to reach new markets. And so that's what I would um, uh, likewise encourage you to contemplate is what are, the, what are the markets I'm serving today? And are there products and services I can offer to the same market, which is what we've done by saying we went from voice to audio to translation. That's really the same market of buyers or are there new markets entirely? We're predominantly uh, currently uh, in the US and Canada, the UK, some countries in Europe as well, but it's mostly a North American geographic market. So the other vector of growth would be expanding geographically. Is there an opportunity there? How do they do business? How are your services or products um, bought in different countries around the world? And so that would be some research that you could do to evaluate is that the right strategic choice for your business and looking forward where do you see voices.com being is it the the netflix of audio i i, I love that um absolutely you know the the upwork uh you know of audio and uh, and video upwork is such a phenomenal company i uh, really admire what they do 
Um, and, and they just they just do every category. You know, they have like seventy thousand categories, eight uh, sorry seventy categories, eight thousand uh, skills that you can uh, find an, an expert in. The challenge that uh, we've heard from customers is that, and what they like about using Voices.com is that it is purpose built. You know, we've designed the experience around you know not just reading somebody's profile but listening to samples of their voice and same so we want to really be able to kind of own that aspect of the market where um that, that people want to listen and they want to evaluate and they have important messages that need to be told through the power of the human voice so that that is um you know where we see the future and we want to continue on that path so um you know as i i kind of touched on perhaps additional categories perhaps a further expanding uh, into new geographies and really it being the enabler of the digital audio revolution. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? Oh, I've just, it's been such a great conversation. I, I feel like I've been able to draw on some of the, uh, uh, you know, wisdom that's been spoken into my life over the years, uh, books I've read. So hopefully uh, everyone, uh, you know, here watching today and listening uh, on the, on the podcast as well as, uh, has found some value in what I've had to share. I I have just bought the audiobook of the Platform Revolution. I oh, it's super, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm super passionate about community-driven models, network effects, and everything that is platform, and I can help people um, make more tangible. So thank you for that. I will report. Uh, when I go running and I listen to it, what what will happen? There you go. You you and I mean, there's and they they go through a lot of some sometimes common examples, but they they go into the theory of why it works. Not all platforms work. Um, they're very difficult to launch because of the whole chicken and egg phenomenon. You need both sides of the marketplace, the suppliers and the you know the the buyers and sellers, if you will. But they really demystify the whole approach of how do you launch a market, uh, a platform uh, through uh, through that book. So I hope you enjoy it. Beautiful. And uh, who should uh, who should be my next guest? Oh goodness, your next guest. Uh, well, I, can can I can I nominate Toby? Uh, he would be great. Um, he's a, he's a fellow Canadian. Uh, so we'll we'll see if we can uh, nominate him. Beautiful. And uh, where do you hang out? Where can people stay in touch with you? For sure. Um, you know, if it's a personal connection or for business, LinkedIn is a great place. So David Cicerelli on LinkedIn. Um, or if you want to kind of track and follow the company, um, Twitter, I think is great. We're just simply at Voices. So V-O-I-C-E-S across all the social channels, YouTube, um, Twitter, and Instagram are where we're most uh, active as well. So um, looking forward to, uh, to hearing from you. Uh, and if I can be of help, then uh, just let me know. I'm here for you. Thank you so much, David, for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your journey with us. And uh, have a great day. Pleasure is mine. Thanks. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.